Hello and welcome to this um, Lockdown Generation Gap podcast. I'm Clive Glover and I'm a baby boomer and I always have a discussion in this programme with someone from a different generation, usually a millennial, and this week I've got a special millennial, it's actually Claudia. Hello Claudia. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm fine, thank you. Um, I'm in my house and you're in your house and we're keeping a special social distance, which I've just worked out from my friend Siri, is 11 miles, so rather more than two metres. But it's just like being in the studio, so it's um, it's really quite fun, isn't it? Yes, but we do miss the studio and we do miss our St Albans gatherings and all our listeners. Absolutely. Well, of course, the listeners can tune in or download this podcast. Now, this is a very special day, actually. I've just worked out it's exactly five years today. We're recording this on the 23rd of April, St George's Day. And it's exactly five years today that we recorded our very first Generation Gap programme. Isn't that amazing? I mean, I don't even think that the Who could have predicted that. Absolutely. Well, the thing was, I, I don't know if you know, but when we started, um, the programme controller at the time said it was a really good idea for a programme. And he thought we'd probably only be able to do about six episodes because we'd run out of things to talk about. And yeah. I think, I, I'm not sure quite how many we've done, but I think you and I, between us, have done something like 150 episodes. And I've done another sort of 40 with other people. So it's really quite a, an amazing thing, really, over five years. Yeah, I mean, I'm really good at talking about my life and my generation, and you're really good at talking about your life and your generation. We we, we got this. Yeah, and we haven't really run out of things to say at all, though we yeah. have repeated some things because they deserve repeating. Every now and then things change. And obviously these circumstances over the last few weeks and months have changed everything quite drastically, haven't they? They have indeed, and uh, I'm not sure I like it very much. No, well, I think we're all getting on with it. Now, in fact, you, of course, have had a very special um, period over the last few weeks because um, you uh, did quite a few interesting things over the time. Do you want to give a quick rundown where you, where you, what you've been doing since February? Since February? Oh, so, um, well, I got married. Yeah, that's just a little thing, isn't it? <laughs> Tiny. And I then was supposed to go to Florida, to Disney World, but because the border's shut and... Disney shut down for the first time in the world ever. Um, we decided to go to Scotland instead. And we went to Scotland. We went to the very top of the world's end at John O'Groats. And we saw the Northern Lights, which was actually a lot better than Disney in the end. And then we came down. As we were coming down, we had a flat tyre. And, you know, Claudia had to work some magic and find Joel the tyre because, you know, boys are useless. They don't keep tyres in the back of their boot anymore. And then I um, came home. And then um, as the lockdown happened, I was locked down in my brother-in-law's house. And that was a bit of a nightmare because, you know, newlyweds and brother-in-law and family and all this nonsense going on and then I have some very big news I actually met Mr David Williams which was actually the highlight of my life and I met his dog and I think his dog loves me so you know me and David Williams but me and David Williams were like on a really same pitch same level of dog lovers basically and um <laughs> then um you know, I came home, I had to move out of my brother-in-law's house because that was a bit of a nightmare. So I'm home now and um, 
and I'm just kind of trying to find things to do. And talking about things to do, I have downloaded TikTok. I'm not sure who persuaded me to do it, and I'm not sure how it's happened, but I am actually slightly obsessed with it. And I, if if you want to see any of my stuff, you are more welcome to do so. And if you, if any of you at least smile at any of my videos, I will be happy and I will take it and it will be worth it. Okay, I, I sort of had an impression TikTok was for sort of slightly younger people than you, but perhaps... Right, but, but it's apparently not true and apparently lots of people have TikTok, like um, Daniel Craig, like... Um, Dame Judy. Anyway, anyway, lots of people have TikToks. Okay, I believe you. Well, I, I may pass on that one. I'm too busy with all the other things going on with the Twitters and Facebooks and all that stuff, I all the old-fashioned stuff. I just like to make people laugh. I think. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so anyway, you've had a pretty eventful time, even though, of course, much of that now is um, at home, like everybody else. Yes, yes, I did. But you're ma you're managing okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm proper wifey now, like cooking, cleaning. Um, no kids yet, but, you know. <laughs> that would be very quick. <laughs> yeah, OK. So, right, well, we're talking really about, I think, those last five years. Now, can you name a couple of events or particular subjects we discussed that really sort of stick in your mind? Because oh, I've got a few of them. I know what you're going to say. Well, I think the letters, letters was really good. And I think... <sighs> I enjoyed actually receiving a letter from one of our listeners. That was that was nice. Um, yeah. And, that was yeah. about the fact that people don't write letters anymore, but they may, they may go back to it now, perhaps, um, in these times when they sort of... Uh, there's lots of technology out there, but writing a letter is really quite a satisfactory thing to do. I think that we should do a thing where we write a letter to a random household and see if we get one back. That's an interesting idea, yes. Okay. Like, you know how some people prank call random telephones? We should, like, write a letter to a random household. Right, well, the random telephone calls doesn't sound like a good idea, but letters might be interesting, yes. Uh, and, of course, the postal service is working like everybody else. Our, our postman comes around every day in his shorts, obviously, and the weather justifies that now. Um, and so letters are probably still going through. It's an idea to try that. Yeah. Um, Another one is um, driving. We did a really good show about um, driving license and how driving has changed over the years from your days to my days. Oh, yes. Well, we had to go and wind up the engines and uh, walk with the man with the flag in front of us and all that stuff. Yes, obviously. Yeah. And uh, it was <laughs> Top Gear as well, I believe. <laughs> oh, top, top Gear, yes. OK. Well, I, I think the things I remember particularly are some of the discussions we had about things like fashion stuff which is completely a mystery to me, but, you know, you had lots of views about various fashionable changes and things. And um, that's the sort of that's the sort of programme where I actually learnt stuff from you. I think when we started, it was probably a bit of a danger that I would try and be your teacher and sort of teach you stuff about what's went on in the past. And particularly, one of the early ideas we had was that um, we'd introduce each other to music from our eras. Yeah. And that completely fell apart because you basically knew all about music from old eras because you had mysteriously grown up listening to music from the 70s and 80s. And of course, I believe your dad once took you when you were quite young to a, a Bon Jovi concert. Bon Jovi and Guns N' Roses, yes. And Guns N' Roses, wow. Yeah. So that's not very sort of millennial music, but of course, very good. Well, um, and yeah. I'm a yeah. Watch it. 
yeah. <laughs> and so, so I was really thinking also the other way around that you were going to introduce me to all this modern music, which obviously I wouldn't know. But to be honest, I know quite a lot of it. And I've learned lots more about it over the last few years. Uh, and we play it. And of course, I think many of the artists today are really as good, if not better, than some of the old ones who I could go back to and say, ah, oh, it's not the same, you know, in my day we had this fantastic band called so-and-so. Yeah. But, you know, nowadays there's plenty of fantastic bands and singers. In fact, I think individual singers, some of them are really much better than some of the ones from my era. I mean, you only have to say the word Adele, don't you? Yeah. And say nobody's ever been as good as her. Yes, if you say so. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, Cher. Yeah, well, Cher's been around a few years. Yeah, I think that's what I was going to say. The difference between people from your era and people from my era is that um, people from your era have been famous for a lot longer, and obviously they've been they've they've been around for a lot longer. But I think in a couple of years, in a couple of generations' time, I feel like maybe they will remember the people from my era more because. You know, it's just closer to the time. Well, that's it. I was, I was thinking the other day, if you saw the One World concert thing, the One World at Home thing, the Rolling Stones, I mean, they performed, you know, individually in their homes and all the rest of it. But my goodness, look how old they are. They're in their 70s. Could they have believed when they were 20, performing as the Rolling Stones, that they would still be there 50 years later doing the same thing? It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. No, the Rolling Stones are a, are a mystery, really. <laughs> Well, I don't know. They, of course, Elton John and Paul McCartney both did bits there as well. I don't think either of them can sing so well these days, I have to be honest. But Tom Jones still can. Ah, oh, Tom Jones, legend. Absolutely. Anyway, so we talked about music on various occasions. And of course, um, I think the other sort of subjects I remember, I'm going to have to mention dinosaurs, aren't I? Yeah, I, I saw that one coming. Yeah, well, one of the things is that um, we've had a number of programmes about basically conspiracy theories of one kind or another. And these are things which are very popular. And of course, they're popularised by things like um, Facebook. Um, people believe all sorts of strange things. And so we did a programme, I remember particularly, where we looked at some of the things which people believe. Um, and some of them were really a bit outrageous. Some of them are fairly commonplace, although untrue, like people didn't land on the moon at all. It was all faked. That is definitely not true. I mean, I, I don't really want to go into that. But um, we then had this discussion where you found a conspiracy theory which said that the pyramids were built by dinosaurs. And I did think for a few minutes you actually believed it. I just think that you never know these things. They could be true. You could have a dinosaur that helped peeled the pyramids except for the fact that dinosaurs lived like 60 million years ago and the pyramids are about five or six thousand years old which is oh, just a completely if, different period hold on what if there was like a uh what's it called something that developed from a dinosaur and while they were dying out there was something that was left of a dinosaur and th those were the things that were helping build the pyramids well, that's absolutely true in the sense of things still exist, which are dinosaurs. They're called birds. You know, they're directly descended from dinosaurs. They are dinosaurs. Did you not know that? I did know that, but, I mean, you do tell me that often. But, I mean, um, okay, so basically I just think that every every theory has some sort of truth to it, maybe. Yeah, no, I, I get that idea. Anyway, it was one of those things we had a good laugh about lots of times, and I have to bring it up again, don't I? So um, 
what other memories what other memories do you have um um we did i think i liked the fact that you liked lawson and juliet some yeah some of the songs you we found i think the other one i really remember we played a lot was of course um the cool kids song by echo smith yeah. uh, they're a canadian band and they're really good I, i've got one of their albums as well now because ever since that one I, I listened to that song i thought they're really really cool well it's called cool kids so it must be i believe they were also endorsed by taylor swift so you know oh i didn't know that that will make a lot of difference to me of course because i think she's really very good there you go good <laughs> okay so well to get you to say that <laughs> Yeah, anyway, look, um, also, of course, we have actually done other things outside the Generation Gap. We've done a lot of events outside, and it's really hard to think about those events now because we just know they're not going to happen again for a long time. Yeah. Um, I have so to we've say been... that outside broadcasts are one of my favourite things to do for Radio Verulam. Like, everyone coming together, everyone setting up the technology that I know nothing about and just watching them do it. It's like, oh, my God, geniuses. And people that... Um, we interview people that we meet people that we see and everyone's just having such an amazing time this is why i think this coronavirus thing is really um hard not the whole not the idea about the virus but the idea that we're staying at home and we can't do these kind of things that bring people together anymore well indeed and and i think even when they let us go out more than now um, then the chances are we won't be able to have great big gatherings going on. So those big events in St. Peter Street, for example, which have you know 20,000 people there, I'm afraid that's not really going to happen again until perhaps next summer. Yeah, and I think, and I actually do believe that when we do get to have them, they're going to be bigger than ever because, you know, we, we're just going to be missing people so much. Well, I'm sure lots of people are really hoping to have sort of big parties after all this is over, whenever that's going to be. But um, I think realistically, that's still going to be many months away because obviously the virus is still around until we can find a vaccine. Vaccine. Yeah. And, well, we can't find one. We have to make one. And that's the thing. It is amazing to me, all the scientists moving on this, you know, there's thousands of people jumping in on trying to develop vaccines and things. And they say, well, it normally takes eight years. We try and do it in three months. Can you imagine? Oh. They have to. <laughs> well, they have to, yes, I suppose so. Anyway, look, so back to the Generation Gap show, which is, um, this podcast is part of that, of course. And um, in normal times, we record this in the studios and we're broadcasting on um, at Thursday evenings. But these podcasts are just going out as podcasts, which actually go out amazingly well because they go on to our website. And then somehow during during the day they move around and they go on to apple's podcast google podcast spotify tune in and all sorts of places every time i look at a new app which has got radio stuff on it i find oh there's one of our podcasts how did that get there so it's really easy to find these podcasts all over the world and um, i don't know how many people we've got around the world listening but we have typically three or four hundred people download each podcast i'm amazed and so thank you everybody who's listening to this because we really like uh, the fact that we're getting out these messages to you and you're responding by listening to us it's great yes thank you very much and i think that if we make you laugh a little bit or at least smile that's good enough for me personally Absolutely. Anyway, so um, the other thing is, of course, which through the period we've been doing this show, you've actually were at school originally. 
you left school, went to university, and you did your whole three years at university and studied your degree in psychology. Yeah. Which is a um, pretty f- popular subject these days. I mean, I think it's the only subject that can get you into most places. It can get you, like, into marketing or business or art or anything. So I think that's why it's so appealing. One of the subjects we've discussed a number of times in different ways, which, of course, we haven't mentioned, is robots. And there's this little joke saying that in future, the only jobs will be basically people who can mend and repair robots and psychologists dealing with all the people who've lost their jobs because of robots. And so you're well in the right sort of area of that. You won't be someone who can repair robots. But you might do the psychology thing. Um, yeah, I can help people if I can. But I'd rather make them yeah. laugh, though, so, you know. Well, that's helping, I'm sure, isn't it? I'm in a bit of a bit of a pickle here now. Can I make Why? them laugh or should I make them better? Right, well, I think probably laughter is the best medicine is a phrase that comes to mind. Yes, I, I do. I do believe that. Right, so um, now we're going through some of the other programmes which we've done. We talk quite a lot about technology. You you don't know much about technology, so I kind of drop it on you, things like artificial intelligence and and robots. Um, I remember also we did a really splendid programme, which some months before we spotted that the date coming up when we would do a programme was the day for Back to the Future or Back to the Future 2 in that film, there was a particular date in October, I think it was 2016 or 2017, I can't remember. Um, and we did the programme on that day. And we thought about this a long time beforehand, but what was really surprising was when we got to that day, every radio and television programme seemed to pick up on the same thing. So there were actually hundreds of people talking about the same thing. Yeah. And we regretted the fact that in the film, they predicted a number of things which hadn't happened yet, particularly flying cars. And the hoverboards. And the hoverboard, yeah, the hoverboard is, people are trying to do that, but it doesn't really hover, it's got some sort of strange mechanisms. Um, but we haven't got the flying cars yet either. Yes, I would really love a flying car. I think that, I, this is why I don't have a driving licence yet, because I'm just waiting for the flying car, really. Well, you'll need an extra licence for that one, because if you think about it, when you're driving a car along the road, you're doing it in two dimensions, you can go left or right or straight on. But if you've got a flying car, you've got sort of third dimension because it can go up and down as well. So driving's going to be quite difficult. I mean, they have to have special rules about how high you fly. Do do you fly at this height going that way and higher to go the other way? Oh, no. Oh, no. I I can't be having all of that. I think that we just get in and fly. Well, that's why it'd probably be robot-assisted or robot-controlled. You just get in it and say, take me to so-and-so, and it'll just do it. Yes, I like that idea a lot more better. Absolutely, a lot more better. <laughs> a lot more better. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then the other one we did was we, we sent you back in time because you wanted to live in the 1960s and 70s. Yeah. And so we tried to show you exactly what that would have been like. And there were good no, things no, I wanted to live in the 1990s. We wanted to be as you wanted to be a, a young adult in the nineteen nineties, so yeah. you had to live through the earlier. I had to be born in the nineteen seventy, which ironically is the year that my mum was born. So you really wanted to be your mum. Yeah, but I think I could have done it better than her. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
yeah, okay, that's in hindsight because you can look back. I just think that in the 90s, all the music was a lot better and a lot more my style. So I would have gone to the original Bon Jovi concerts and the original Guns N' Roses meetings. I would have been, like, almost famous. Right. Like the film. Yes. Have you seen the film Almost Famous? Yes, indeed, yes. Yeah, so I would have been, like, it with all that gang. Well, one of the things I remember was sometime after we did the Back to the Future programme, you admitted to me you hadn't actually seen the film then. And so you managed to bluff your way through the whole programme without admitting you didn't see the film. Yes. So my husband, who's now my husband, I have a husband in case you didn't know. Well, yes, that's what getting married does for you. <laughs> he he absolutely loves Back to the Future and it's like their family thing. And he keeps saying to me that I need to watch it and I keep kind of getting out of it. But I mean, it's not that I don't want to watch it. I just, I just don't have a like appeal to it. I just don't have. I also don't have time. You know, sitting at home doing nothing is very exhausting, and it takes up a lot of my time. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's actually three films, so I imagine they've got the box set. They He's do. probably got it stashed away it somewhere. It is in the house. Yeah. I will get round to it at one point. So you have to watch all three of them very soon after each other. I mean, I'm not sure about a whole day doing it, but maybe over a weekend or something. Oh. If you know what day of the week it is. That's one of the things I think about all this um, lockdown thing is that um, nobody knows what day of the week it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised I showed up this morning. Really? Yeah, I didn't know it was a Thursday. Joel was like, it's Thursday today. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, yes. Well, it, it is Thursday. Yes. Um, but it make, makes the weekends no different to any other day as well, which is quite an interesting thought, isn't it? Yes. I think the world's going to be upside down once all of this is over. Well, it's not going to get back to so-called normal very easily, if ever. I think that's the truth. We've all had some interesting experiences already on this, um, thinking differently about things. Um, and certainly the thing where you now really appreciate those people who sell food to you in the shops yes yes definitely and do you know what your friends as well I miss my friends so much I just <laughs> I don't I didn't know that I like people so much <laughs> right but are, are you doing all this um, millennial trendy thing of zooming people and having video conferences or is that yes not really you well I mean I, I use zoom for actual video conferences for actual conferences but um but things like Facebook and um house party and um something else yeah so yeah so we do talk to each other but you know it's not the same it's it's like I want to go out and actually like go shopping with my friends or go eat something and wagamamas or something you know I can't do that most of those places are doing deliveries now you can get deliveries and you can go and order stuff for takeaway again it's not the same thing is it it's like no you have to just be just be you and your husband, yes. <laughs> for, for him. And that's another thing. Like, I don't know whether... What do you think? Is it good that we're newlyweds and we have to be stuck in the house together? Or is it a little bit of a dangerous ground? Well, it's certainly an unusual start to a marriage, I'm sure. Um, but one you'll remember forever, I'm sure, that uh, you'll be able to tell your children and grandchildren, oh, you never know what happened to us. But you were actually lucky. I know two people... Um, both Radio Verulam volunteers, actually, who um, have had to postpone their weddings from this summer to next summer. 
Oh yeah, I I would definitely prefer prefer to get married before than after this whole thing happened. Yeah. So you just managed to get get that in quickly, didn't you? Yes. Well, you know, you know me. <laughs> well, you couldn't possibly have known, and if I told you what was going to happen, you wouldn't have believed me at all. If I knew, how would I know? Who would have known that there would be a worldwide pandemic? Like, not even a kid could make that up at school. No, and the funny thing is, of course, there there have been films, I'm sure you may have seen one of them, um, and there was a t- TV series I saw once about this happening. And, of course, it was treated as it was, a sort of science fiction, oh, that could never happen. And it has, times ten. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't, I don't think that things like this can't happen. I think that things like this would just get really neglected. And then now it's like, what do you do now? Like, you can't do anything. And how are people still out on the street? I don't understand. But, you know, how are we supposed to do anything and make things work again? I don't know. So, yeah, so I don't believe that things like this can't happen. It's just that people just don't want to believe it, I think. I think the thing that's come to me is that the things we rely on, like, you know, lorries delivering food to our supermarkets and our local shops, um, we don't really appreciate. But also think about it. I think the one thing that would devastate all of us completely and we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing now would be if the electricity wasn't here. Imagine if the electricity was turned off for the whole country. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, um, yeah, that would that would be a bit of a nightmare, wouldn't it? I mean, your phone's dying, your computer's dying. How would we live? Exactly. You wouldn't be able to watch television um, or listen to the radio. Even we've got radio with batteries, but only as long as the batteries last. Um, yes, that's right. It would be quite devastating. So and there are people, of course, working all the time there. I know in one place I saw there's some control centre and all the people basically are camping there. They're not allowed to go back to their families and they've already been there obviously a month or more. And you just they don't perhaps get the credit that they're what they're doing for us. The other thing I was going to talk about briefly was films. We talked about films quite a lot. and I know you have now become a real film buff, haven't you? I have. I go to the cinema almost five times a month. Except in the last month or so, when presumably you haven't. That is That has actually been really hard because I love going to the cinema. They shut them down. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you've got, obviously, television and umpteen channels. And yes, have you got... You have the Disney Plus. You have got Disney Plus. Oh, yeah, I do. Okay. Because you know what, me, I, like I was supposed to go to Disney World and I didn't. So instead, I'm surrounding myself with Disney movies all day, every day. <laughs> right. Well, there's plenty to see there, isn't there? And um, I think the, one of the one subjects we did discuss, I remember once, was I came in. And I said, "Do you know how many films were made in the 1960s?" And of course, you said no. And I said, I bet you know lots of them. And I had a list of 110. I just found it the other day. Films made in the 1960s. And you probably knew half of them. The reason being, all those films made in the 60s, which included the children's ones, things like um, Mary Poppins, Sound of Music, Railway Children, all those sort of films. And then the first James Bond films were all made in the 1960s. And it went on and on and on, the list of films. And um, I was amazed when I sort of started looking at it and thinking, goodness, it was an amazing time to make all these films which are so well known. And quite a few of the Disney cartoons were made then. And they were still cartoons then rather than animations and all the other things. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, I think that is absolutely incredible, and it's just it just proves the the reason why we have this program because you know that was your time, and now in my time. We love those music, those movies. We love it, and now we can just remake it all the time as a real life version. Yeah, yeah. Or as long as someone doesn't remake the films that you loved as a child. I didn't realize how many movies I used to watch when I was a child that were actually remakes of other movies. Really? Like I, I honestly, I talk about it all the time with Joel. I say that's almost like a cop out. It's almost like. I, I I got I got um tricked. I I feel like I've I've been tricked into watching a movie that's actually just a remake of something, and I just feel like people should come up with new things and make some new ideas and have new films. I remember you were particularly upset about Mary Poppins being remade. Oh no! Don't get me started. I mean, because I feel like I've been watching Mary Poppins during my childhood. I should have had a say about who Mary Poppins was and who Mary Poppins was Mary Poppins was not, aka Emily Blunt. But she's a really good actress. I mean, I like a number of her films and I think she's really good. I haven't actually seen this, the new Mary Poppins because it's not really my thing at all. But um, did you did you actually see it? I did see it. I saw it in the cinema twice. <laughs> twice. Twice. Was that to make sure you really didn't like it? No, I did like it. I did like it, and I'm. I mean, now that I mean, I got I got used to the fact that she that um, you know, whatever. Um, I did I did actually enjoy it very much. I think it was almost the same kind of movie, which was a bit of a annoying thing about it. But at the same time, I I enjoyed I I obviously I enjoy a musical every time I see it, so it's fine. Well, I remember when there was a, a big fuss about remaking The Italian Job. And the original Italian Job with Michael Caine was made in the 1960s. It's one of those films. Um, and then in about uh, about 15 years ago, I suppose now, they made a, a, an American version. And there was lots of people complaining, you can't remake that film, you really can't do it. What they did was a very similar concept. The whole story was actually quite different. So actually it was a really good film by itself. But they just pinched the name. Yeah, I think I pre- I prefer that a lot a lot more. Like when um when there's a continuation of the story rather than like Herbie. I think Herbie's one of the things I'm thinking about. Um, it used to be a really old movie, and now the new one is is a continuation of the story, but in a really fun kind of way. So that that's a that's that that suits me better. I think. I think that's um. There's lots of Herbie movies, aren't there? Yeah, but they're all yeah. they're all like a continuation of the same story rather than a remake of the of the story. Okay, I believe you. I'm, I'm not sure I've seen any of them. You know Again, not, it's not like, my thing. But you, you do know what I'm saying. It's like when there's an original movie, for example, The Lion King, and the, the new one is exactly the same. Oh yes, but it's more clever animation, so it looks very realistic. Yeah, yeah, no, I understand that, but I mean, like, I I've heard that children are really scared of it because it's it's quite it is quite scary. It's at, too realistic at times. But but what I'm what I'm saying is that the Herbie ones, there's an original one, and then there's a continuation of the story when they've redone it. 
Anyway, I reckon we've probably reached our um, time for this program or a podcast. I keep calling it a program. It's quite similar. Anyway, so um, thank you for joining us uh, on this uh, yeah. podcast. And um, is there any other sort of final thing you want to mention that you really have taken from doing the program for five years, dear? I mean, I just want to say that I've absolutely loved it. I love coming and doing the show and I love um, talking to people about it. And people do tell me that they enjoy it, which is quite nice. <laughs> so, um, and some people say that they don't know. Actually, I've never heard anyone say that they don't enjoy it, but you can if you want to. You can tell us that. But um, I've absolutely loved it and I love um, entertaining St. Albans, I guess. Well, we'll get back to that, and obviously we will continue, and um, you're still going to be helping on the programme quite often, I hope, aren't you? Yeah. Maybe I could start something new after this. Maybe this will be like a start of a brand new clouds. You reckon? Well, it's going to change everybody to some extent, I'm sure, the situation. But uh, anyway, well, it's nice to speak to you, and um, obviously I will um, contact you again, and we'll do another programme like this, or sometime soon we'll be able to go into the studios, maybe. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. That would be a very good day, I guess. It will, but I'm afraid it's not going to be until well into the summer, if not the autumn. So uh, there you go. Okay, well, thank you very much, and um, nice speaking to you, and um, we'll do it again soon. Okay, thanks. Bye. See you soon. Yeah, bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Generation Gap Show here on Radio Verulam 92.6 FM. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you'll listen again to the show. You can subscribe from iTunes, Google Play, and of course from Radio Verulam's own website, radioverulam.com.